Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello. It's been a while since I've recorded a bonus episode, and I do apologize for that. With that said, I've prepared one for this week, so here goes. This is a case suggested by Daniela from my Facebook group long, long, long ago. I don't even know if she's still listening to me, but just in case you are, thank you, Daniela. This is a case of Kinoshita Aidi, a young girl who was kidnapped and murdered, and was then casually discarded in a cardboard box like she was just a piece of trash. Let's begin. Date, November 22nd, 2005. Location, Hiroshima, Japan. Seven-year-old Kinoshita Aidi was returning home from her elementary school around lunchtime, as she did every day. Except on this day, she would never make it home. Her parents were worried and people had started to search for her, and she was not found until later that afternoon at around 5 p.m. Someone had discovered a suspicious cardboard box abandoned in a vacant lot. It was a box used to hold a microwave, and it was taped shut. Suspicious as hell. Upon closer inspection, a little girl's body was found inside, clearly deceased. The police were informed, and an investigation quickly began. What happened to Aidi? Kinoshita Aidi was born on April 10, 1998 in Kumamoto Prefecture, Japan. She was living with her parents at the time in Hiroshima and was attending her first year of elementary school. Such innocent times. Too bad it was cut short because some creep couldn't control himself. The last sighting of Aidi was at about 12.50pm by one of her classmates where she was on her way home. Possibly not that long after that sighting, a man spotted her passing by his neighborhood. He saw her, which somehow piqued his interest, and instead of telling himself to go chill out, he did something he was not supposed to do. He approached the girl. We all hear about stranger danger, but of course, not every stranger is dangerous. But yes, still be aware. This stranger, though, full-on danger. While it was not fully explained as to how this man took Idy away, she was possibly either lured away or taken by force. I would lean towards luring because no one noticed anything or heard anything. Unless there was literally nobody around. Who knows? Basically, this man decided to sexually assault the little girl, and because he knew he couldn't really get away with it at this point, he decided to kill her. He strangled her to death, either near or in his apartment, 
Then he stuffed her body in a medium-sized cardboard box and dumped it in an empty lot. Clearly, this guy had no idea what he was doing. First, he acted rashly and went overboard. Also, he committed this crime literally right where he lived. I mean, the perfect way to lead the police right to you. Or at least, a way to become a person of interest. When a little girl does not arrive home at her usual time, people will notice, and her parents definitely noticed, and called the police. When the police looked into her death, they discovered that her cause of death was from strangulation. She also had sustained injuries on the lower half of her body, indicating that she was sexually assaulted, or at least there was an attempt. So begins the investigation. Just a few days later, on November 30th, police arrested a man from the neighborhood. Spoiler alert, they did arrest the right man. So let me tell you a bit about this child killer. When he was arrested, he said his name was Juan Carlos Pizarro, Yagi, a 30-year-old man from Peru. Naturally, Japanese authorities had to check with the Peruvian authorities, and it turns out that this was not his true identity. His real name was Jose Manuel Torres Yaque, and he was 33 at the time. The reason he gave a fake name and an unnecessary fake age was because he was actually in Japan under a fake passport and a false identity. Jose was from Guadalupe, Peru, and that town and area had many families who came from Japan years ago, including Jose's grandmother. Anyway, Jose grew up poor with his parents and three other siblings, and instead of finishing school, he dropped out pretty early on and began working odd jobs. He left Guadalupe in his early 20s to travel to Lima, and it was there that he met his wife. They ended up having two kids together. But here's the thing. Work opportunities were so limited in Peru, and now that he had a family, he really wanted to make ends meet. So he decided to go find work in Japan under a false name and fake passport because he apparently had some outstanding warrants for his arrest. Not a good sign. He finally illegally changed his name, got his documents in order, and was ready to travel in April 2004. He kind of bounced back and forth, spending some time with his brother in Hiroshima and then his sister in Mie Prefecture. He found work within the Peruvian community, but he was not Mr. Popular because he apparently had a temper was kind of creepy to his female co-workers, and missed a lot of work. After much bouncing around, he temporarily moved in with a cousin who was living in Hiroshima, the place where he kidnapped and murdered Aidi. So, that's the dude. He was questioned and he immediately confessed. He said he wasn't sure what happened, but when he first saw Aidi, he thought of his daughter, which is really fucking messed up because you don't assault and murder your daughter or anyone else's daughter, really. He then claimed to have blacked out during the attack, so he had no idea what happened. Suspiciously convenient, I would say. I don't know. Could be true, but also could be a tactic. Maybe this way he gets less responsibility? He also allegedly said that he heard voices in his head telling him to kill her, but I kind of feel like he's trying to say he has mental health issues, and so it's not his fault. He was sentenced in court the following year and received life imprisonment for sexual assault and murder. There was a bit of back and forth between the defense and the prosecution team, mostly on whether he would get a life sentence or the death penalty. In the end, 
the high court decided on the life sentence, which honestly is a better punishment for his crimes. During the trial, the media initially used Kinoshita Aidi's real name, but once they found out that sexual assault was involved, they stopped using her name out of privacy and respect to such a young victim. This is what I've mentioned before, though. I find that Asia tends to leave out the names of victims, not because they're less important, but mostly due to respect and privacy for the deceased. But in this case, the Kinoshita family refused to let their daughter's death remain anonymous or just labeled as a, quote, first grader from Hiroshima. They wanted the media to use her name and they wanted people to remember her name and to bring more awareness to sex crimes. Aidi's father was also upset his daughter's murderer did not end up with a death sentence because he felt that the killer had killed his daughter twice, once when he sexually assaulted her and once when he killed her. I obviously stress this enough, but let me do it again. Japan is a rather safe society, and same goes for places like South Korea and Taiwan. These crimes are rare, so in other words, when it does happen, it really blows up. I found an interesting article on The Guardian titled, Foreigners Beware. This article is outlining the way the Japanese media lost their shit the second they found out that the perpetrator was not Japanese, but someone from a faraway country. This then leads to people panicking over a so-called quote-unquote foreign crime wave, where all foreigners in Japan are now somehow possible criminals. Morihara Hideki, Secretary General of the International Movement Against All Forms of Discrimination and Racism in Tokyo, was quoted as saying, the majority of people in Japan want to feel that the people committing these crimes are different from them. If they think that way, then they can be satisfied that the criminals are indeed different. That creates an atmosphere of xenophobia and the media are facilitating it, end quote. Some moves are political, some are for viewership. The more chaotic and terrifying it sounds, the more people are likely to pay attention to you. If you have ever traveled to Japan and you're not local, you'll probably think that Japanese people are extremely polite and very nice. Don't get me wrong, I am a huge fan of Japan, but that doesn't mean that you are easily accepted into their culture. Japan is pretty ethnically homogenous, so as someone not from Japan, you stand out. Anyway, I think you get my point. While some people may fall for this, there are plenty of level-headed people out there who know that crime exists everywhere and not limited to a group of people. But in this case, the writer of the article pointed out that the newspaper headline was unprofessional by printing the words, quote, manhunt for Peruvian. Though I don't think nationality is a major thing in this case, but hey, if you're in Japan and you're looking for someone not Asian, it kind of helps, I guess. I don't know their reason for pointing out his nationality, but if it helps narrow down the suspect, then I think it works in a way. So there you have it, the kidnapping and murder of a young girl. She would have been 21 this year, which is kind of surprising as I only realize this now. Hmm. I would say, let's end child sexual assault and murder, but we all know that's not going to happen. Unfortunate, yes. But we can all try and play a part in society. Be a good person. Don't be a predator. And if you ever see something, make sure you say something. 
or do something. Till next time. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.